Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim with Tim. We are finishing up the book of Jonah today, and I feel like I should apologize for Jonah's behavior. What a knucklehead, <laughs> I tell you. I love it, though. I love it, and uh, and uh, we'll talk about it, and I think you'll understand why I love it so much. Uh, I'm glad you're with me. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Jonah chapter 4. Why does God's compassion make Jonah so angry? God shows this amazing mercy toward Nineveh, and it flies straight up Jonah's nose. I mean, what is it about God's compassion that upsets Jonah? This is where the chapter begins. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. <laughs> well, as we've said, uh, Jews hate Assyrians, so there's that. And then number two, don't forget that a prophet was always to be evaluated on the basis of whether what he prophesied comes true. So now, Jonah, who was speaking the truth, he was speaking exactly what God had said, now it didn't happen. So it looks like Jonah's a bad prophet. You know what I'm saying? It looks like he is not a true prophet because what he prophesies doesn't come to pass. So anyway, both ways. Jonah's happiness, uh, of course, is tied to his getting his way instead of seeing God get his way. You know what I mean? His happiness is tied to getting his way. And so obviously God continues to uh, to work things out with uh, with Jonah. It's just It's just kind of, I don't know. Uh, good news for Nineveh is somehow bad news for Jonah. And uh, I'm always a little bit struck by that. The, even in the New Testament, the gospel is good news, but it's always bad news for somebody, you know? It's like when uh, Legion, the man with all of the demons, when he's set free, you know, the the pig farmers all got mad, you know? It's like every time God sets somebody free, somebody else loses some pigs, you know? And so here we have Jonah who, who's preached good news, to Nineveh, but somehow that good news is bad news for him. And so uh, this is where that story picks up from here. It, it, it's just amazing. Uh, Jonah quotes God's words back to God. And uh, again, it's just, oh gosh, oh man, God is such a, a compassionate, wonderful God. Otherwise, he would, you know, he would, he would flatten Jonah here. I knew that you're a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. <laughs> He's quoting the book of Exodus. What, Exodus chapter 34? He's quoting Exodus. He's quoting God's own words when God says, you know, unmerciful, compassionate, slow to get angry. Only when Jonah says that he makes it sound like a bad thing, you know. I knew you were merciful, <laughs> you know. I should have stayed at home. I, I, I love that. I, I, I should have stayed home. I knew all this. I knew you were merciful, slow to get angry, you know. <laughs> Again, he says it like it's a bad thing. God's mercy sure wasn't a bad thing when, you know, he was pulling his sorry behind out of the belly of a fish. I mean, at that point, God's mercy was the greatest thing on earth. But when God's showing mercy to the people that Jonah hates, all of a sudden, I, I should have stayed home. I knew you were merciful. You know, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Verse four, the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry about this? Okay, I just love the Lord so much, but especially here. Uh, God responds so calmly. Yesterday, I was in Target, y'all, and I was in Target. Uh, by the way, if you have a, a, a wild kid, like a crazy kid throwing a tantrum, go ahead and take him down to Target because that's where all the other kids throwing tantrums are. So I was in the, like the aisle with the, with the food, 
And uh, man, there was this kid throwing a fit. I mean, he was throwing a tantrum and his mom was cool as ice. I mean, she was dealing with it so very well. You know, you gotta love those mamas who can who can stay calm when their kids are, are you know, throwing, throwing some uh, tantrum from the pit, you know? Um, and this is how God is with, with Jonah. You know, Jonah's throwing this tantrum like a toddler. I knew you were merciful. I should have stayed home, you know. And God's just like, Jonah, Jonah, is it right for you? I mean, it's just, again, calmly, like a therapist, like a, like a mama with a crazy toddler at Target. You know, Jonah, you know, is it right for you to be angry about this? Well, notice... Jonah's not talking anymore. Like, like he's not talking to God anymore. So obviously God's going to have to work in other ways. So I love this. It uses, the Hebrew uses the word appoint or commissions, which is amazing. Because remember I said it's kind of a mission story. So here the Lord commissions three different uh, entities to do his will, right? The first is the plant, a, a leafy plant. God appoints or God commissions this leafy plant to grow and bring shade for Jonah, which is great. So he commissions this leafy plant. Uh, the shade grows over Jonah's head and then Jonah just loves the shade. You know, he, he loves his comfort. And then God uh, commissions a worm to come and uh, eat the stem of the plant. So then the plant wilts and uh, now Jonah is, you know, in the sun breaking a sweat. Jonah doesn't like to break a sweat, you know. And then God appoints this, you know, scorching wind, you know, to blow. Oh my goodness. Uh, notice how everything in the whole book of Jonah serves God's purposes perfectly and completely except for Jonah. You know, the plant, the worm, the worm serves God better than Jonah. I mean, all of these things are commissioned. You see that? To play their part in God's, you know, larger purpose. All of these things except for Jonah, you know? I love the way God gives Jonah comfort one day and discomfort the next. Both come from God. God gives him comfort one day, discomfort the next. Now, Jonah loves his comfort. You know, this whole thing begins because Jonah wanted to stay home. Jonah loves his comfort, but God gives him comfort sometimes, discomfort other times, same way he does for you. Why is that? If God knows how much I love to be comfortable, then why is it some days he gives me discomfort? You know, well, because God is not so much invested in my comfort as he is my faith. God wants to grow your faith. You're not trying to increase your comfort. He wants to increase your faith. Now, again, what is faith? Faith is, as we said before, faith is uh, its friendship with God in, in the simplest form, but it's also it's, it's seeking God with your actions and behavior. Faith is seeking God with your actions and behaviors. Not just like up here believing things. It, it's believing, you know, with your feet. You know, Abraham believed God, you know, and he left his home and went, you know, to, you know, went, went to Canaan. I, I mean, you understand? It's, 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 it's seeking God with your actions, you know, with your behavior. It's, it's a friendship with God. So God's not so much just trying to keep Jonah comfortable as he is trying to, you know, somehow create some real faith in the heart of this, you know, dimwit prophet. So uh, anyway, the plant wilts, and now Jonah's sweating again. Jonah's, Jonah's not happy again. So all of a sudden, he's like, I mean, I wish I could just die. Well, why can't I just die? <laughs> 
I mean, I tell you, is he not a piece of work? Man, I was, I'm, I'm, you know, he's getting a little hot and he's like, I'm dying. Why can't I just die? I wish I could just die here. And one more time, God says, Jonah, is it right for you? To, I mean, again, like a therapist, like a mama of a toddler in Target, you know, is it right for you to be angry because of a plant? Jonah, you're throwing a tantrum because of a plant, you know? And Jonah says, yeah, 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 it's enough. You know, and I wish I could just die. It's enough to make me want to just die. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then God speaks. Lord says, Jonah, you feel sorry for this plant, though you did nothing to put it there. And uh, it came quickly and it died quickly. But Nineveh's got over 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness. They don't know their left hand from their right. That's what the Hebrew says. So either God's talking about children who aren't old enough to the left from right, or God's talking about you know this spiritual darkness. You know they, they don't they don't know the difference spiritually between right and left, right and wrong, and not to mention all the animals. I love the way the Book of Jonah has this soft heart for the animals. Remember the animals repented in the revival, and here God says, "Man, 120,000 people, and they all got animals." You know God loves the animals too. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Um, it's probably a bad sign for you when your heart doesn't break for the same things that break the heart of God. Jonah's heart's broken because he's breaking a sweat and because of the plant that died over his head and he wishes he could die. And God says, yeah, Jonah, you, you, you're, you, you get all broken hearted over a plant, but you don't, you don't give two hoots about 120,000 people that now have a chance at life, you know, animals and children. You know, that's it. That's the end of it. God says, shouldn't I feel sorry? And like, I want to hear what Jonah says next. Like, I want to hear it. Like, it, it says it's a book of Jonah. So is this not Jonah's story? Like, what's he going, how does it end? Well, we don't get the end. Because I'm not so much thinking it's a story about Nineveh. Because if it's a story about Nineveh, then we got to the end of it when Nineveh repented. And I'm not sure it's a story about Jonah per se, because we don't find out how the story ends for Jonah. Something tells me it's not about Nineveh. It's not about Jonah. Something tells me this is one way or the other a story about you and me. In other words, I'm the self-centered you know, person who cares more about my comfort than I do about other people. I'm the one who has this hard heart and these feet that like to run, you know. That sounds more like me, you know. So maybe the book of Jonah just sort of hangs right there with God's question, not so much to see how Jonah's going to answer, but to find out how you answer, you know. Find out if you're going to do his purpose. Find out if he's going to commission you and you're going to do what he calls you to do, you know. One last thing. This story could only be told by Jonah. Like, ain't nobody in the world, you know, under that plant but Jonah and the worm. And I'm doubting that the worm tells the story later. This is Jonah's story, and I love that. Because that means that this is a story that Jonah told later in his life when he's back home where he always wanted to be. But this time, he can tell the story about what God did for me. And let, let me tell you about the kind of person I was. And, and it's Jonah who says how whiny he was and how racist he was and how stubborn he was. And then he's able to say, but look what God has done for me. You know, look how God has changed me. And, and can I just point out, if God can do this in the life of a man like Jonah, if God can change Jonah, then I'm pretty sure God can change you and me.
Isn't that a good story? I love Jonah. All right, before we leave Jonah, I do want to go to the book of Acts, but not next, next. I want to do Acts in, in a few days. But, but while we're here, let's go ahead and do the prophet Nahum. Nahum. You probably never read Nahum. Uh, most preachers never preach Nahum. Before you close your Bible, if you're open to Jonah, just flip over because it's Jonah, Micah, and then Nahum. If you close your Bible, you'll be spending the rest of the day trying to find Nahum, okay? So find Nahum right now. Jonah, Micah, Nahum in the Old Testament. There's only what three chapters, so we'll finish up Nahum this week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then next Monday, we'll start the book of Acts, okay? So Nahum tomorrow, Nahum chapter 1, verses 1 to 15. Nahum is another prophet, but he's later than Jonah, and he's prophesying the destruction of Nineveh. So I think it connects, so let's just go with it, all right? Book of Nahum tomorrow, chapter 1, verses 1 to 15. Listen, thank you for Jonah. I loved reading that with you. I've just really enjoyed it the last few days. That speaks to me because I am so much like that knucklehead Jonah. If God can do it for Jonah, God can do it for me. That's my prayer. I love you guys so much. Listen, have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday, and I'll see you in the morning at 10 o'clock, Lord willing, for Tim with Tim. I love you all.